За окном война, ты спросишь, или тяжело? Отвечу, ну да. А ты как-то держись, моя любимая страна. Мы обязательно встретимся возле большого костра. Слово Украине, слово They're ordinary people that didn't ask to go through this, but they're stepping up in a major way. Non-stop amazing patriotism and rallying to take care of each other. You see here in Ukraine, it's unbelievable. The rise of autocracy is, is the end of us. It's the end of us all over again. These are all the conditions that created World War II. They already changed forever. They are kids of war. They will remember for the end of their life. Only the people who went through this occupation will understand the feeling. No electricity, no water, no food, no money, but the main thing, no Russian. <laughs> We don't care all the rest as soon as there's no Russian. You're listening to JD Off Leash inside Ukraine. So the main reason we're doing this is because a lot of people in the West, whether that's the United States or Europe, um, speculate or try to figure out what is happening in Ukraine. One of the places that was most talked about was Kherson. As we know, the Russians like to tell everyone that everybody in Kherson wants to be Russian and that they voted and that they want to be part of Russia. And most people in the West know better and don't believe it. But there are some people who say, well, most of them do speak Russian and a lot of people just simply don't understand Ukraine. The language doesn't matter. Austrians, they speak German, but they're not Germans, you know? Yes. Same with England and U.S. Yes. So that's why it's important to talk to, I can say all day long, that I have been in Ukraine for seven months and I've talked to people, it doesn't matter because I'm an American. Mm -hmm. Talking to Ukrainians is what matters. So here we are, we're in Kherson, and we're going to talk about what it really is like in Kherson. Что нужно донести, как ситуацию в Херсоне. Много людей спекулируют, что раз мы говорим на русском, Херсон значит хочет в Россию. Говорю, это не так. И наша задача рассказать, как есть реальность. Historically, happened that we are near. I'm translating. Yeah, yeah. Russia. <laughs> we're just located next to Russia. We're neighbors. Because those there are cities that are on the border with Russia. That's why they speak Russian because they're. Close. It doesn't mean we don't know our language. We speak both Ukrainian and Russian. It's just. From century to century, it happens so that in the city people speak more Russian, but in the villages more Ukrainian or the mix. Mm -hmm. So first, just to get to know you guys a little bit, you both grew up in Kherson, yes? Yes. But I understand you've also done some traveling. You did some athletic things, she was telling me. So tell me about it. Tell me about your life growing up. 
Okay, I was born not in Kherson, uh, the village next to Kherson. It's called Muzikovka. It's nearby. It's like 15 kilometers or 15, 20 minutes driving by car. So I was born there. My parents are, um, my father is a doctor, my mom is a pharmacist. And they they brought me to do artistic gymnastics when I was five in the city. So they were driving me every day back and forward to to do the sports and we coming back later on we moved to Kherson when I was like nine years old so it's more convenient for me to visit all the um, classes of gymnastics because I had two trainings per day in the morning then school then in the evening so I went to school in the city and yeah from that age I moved to the city and staying living here what year were you guys born both of us, we were born 1991. So you were born in liberation year when Ukraine left the USSR was 1991. And we still um, witnessed, let's say, uh, I was born in May, 9th of, 9th of May, which is the victory day of Second World War. Okay, so growing up, obviously the Soviet Union had just disbanded. Do you th- was there a big difference in the way that things were then as to how they were? We'll talk about prior to this invasion, you know, before February twenty fourth. Um, did you kind of see a progression of going away from the Soviet style to wanting to be more progressive and democratic? Наблюдался ли какой-то прогресс, начиная с нашего рождения? Отдалялись ли мы от советского развития? Был ли какой-то прогресс в сторону демократии за время нашей жизни? Let, let us think. We think, yeah, yeah. yes, we feel, since I travel, they see the big difference. I I had to clarify all the time, especially to Americans, uh, that I am Ukrainian, not Russian. Are oh, you all Russians out there? Okay. Belarus, Ukraine, Russia, you're all Russian. No, there is a difference. There's Men- a huge difference. Mental- Thank you. No, <laughs> Mentality-wise. And uh, it's also that we were treated later on uh, like i felt we were treated better because uh, the world had some time to get to know the difference maybe between ukrainians and russians so i felt like oh ukrainian cool you know i, I felt it that russians yeah. were treated a little bit more distant than ukrainians yeah. so so when you traveled was that was with sports um yeah yeah i was uh, in a national squad of um well, first I started artistic gymnastics, then switched into trampolining. We have really strong school in Kherson, the Olympic champion, Yuri Nikitin, who got gold medal. And uh, with my friend, we both do trampolining. We master of sports, as we call it. Uh, it's a big uh, um, qualification in a way. Uh, in foreign countries, they didn't have that. Uh, well, we were kind of champions of trampolining in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So I traveled for European championships. Okay. Both of us. Where did you go? Um, Denmark. Well, I was supposed to go. I got injured. So, yeah. I, I, I went later on after mm-hmm. injury again in Denmark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you say that you noticed that you were finally starting to be treated different than Russians, that people weren't assuming that, oh, you're all the same. Um did any of those people, did you make some friends there? Has anybody reached out since this invasion? 
to see how you're doing outside yeah in yeah. foreign countries oh yes that's uh, all the contacts friendships i gained through the years um i didn't finish the story after yeah, yeah. sports i switched into performing trampolining first i went when i was 20 years old to italy then germany uh, france then uh, royal caribbean and board the cruise ship allure of the seas in united states in miami fort lauderdale and we crossed we were roaming around the caribbean islands after that i spent four years in dubai then i went to work for Cirque du Soleil in Canada, Montreal. Then with Cirque, we went to China. Then coronavirus hit me there and I had to get evacuated to Ukraine. And later on, the war started. So <laughs> a lot of evacuation. Yeah. Uh, your question was, um, again, remind me. Well, I was just asking because you were saying that you had done so much traveling. I was curious um, when this started, which obviously the war essentially started in 2014. But when this invasion started here, uh, when they came to Kherson, a lot of people reached out. Yeah, From all over the world, from uh, Hong Kong, Canada, uh, Germany, all the people I ever crossed even once or twice. But I had their contacts on Facebook or Instagram. A lot of people surprised me. They tried to reach me out to offer help. I didn't have to ask. So this is how me and my mom, we survived. Some people were like sending some financial help on my card if I find a way to withdraw it. So this is how there was no work here during occupied times, occupation of Russians. Or you either jobless or you work for Russians. So me, my family, all of the people I know, all of the friends, no one agreed to work for Russians. It's very, very small minority who did. They were forced or forced, like literally with a gun or um, forced by the situation, nothing to eat, no food, no, no bread, let's say, or some other reasons. But those were the minority majority in Kherson who stayed were pro-Ukrainian. They didn't work with Russians. They tried to survive either selling something in the markets, whatever you can sell. And me, I survived by having help from my foreign friends That's from awesome. all over the world. They were, yeah, keep sending some amounts of money, offering themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you so much, guys. You, <laughs> I wouldn't make it. Me, my mom, my grandparents, and I was helping some neighbors who, like, can I... Im- immobile you know like paralyzed and stuff so during this time of occupation people got very united um, and helping each other exchange of the good will that's what we were doing and i do want to spend some time talking about what it was like during those eight months but first let no 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 you're great let's go to february 23rd the day before the invasion did you guys did you guys have any idea that it was coming or were you completely caught off guard? То есть вопрос, давайте вернёмся к 23 февраля, как оно было. Мы подозревали ли о чём-то? You know, we started мы начали о чём-то подозревать. We started suspecting Мы до конца не могли в это поверить, что они смогут это сделать. But we couldn't believe to the very end no one believed that they could they Russians could do that actually would commit to it. It was uh, we couldn't believe. We refused yeah. to believe. And so it started the morning of the 24th is when they started attacking Kiev. 
you have to excuse my ignorance. I'm not actually sure. When did they first start arriving here in Kherson? Everything happened same time all around uh, Ukraine. They started shelling every city the same time around 4.35 a.m. in Kherson. I didn't sleep that night. I was preparing to drive to my father who lives in uh, Zaporizhia, next to Zaporizhia in Tokmak, which is still occupied. The The city Zaporizhia is still under Ukraine, never been occupied. But the next to it, there's Tokmak, Vasilivka. They got occupied same time as Kherson. So my father is still there living under Russians. When I have conversation with him, I can feel I have to be careful whatever I text because I'm like happy we're Ukraine now and he cannot share that. So I need to be careful because he he could be checked out there. He's in danger and threat of... Anyway, back to the question. Yeah, I'm flying no, away. Fine. A lot so of information. The, no, so the day that it all started, um, yeah, they started shelling Kherson uh, from Crimea. And then... Everything started contemporary. 5 a.m. I could hear... 4.35 a.m., I'm not sure, I could hear explosions, one, like, next to us. I could hear it from my window. I didn't sleep. I was preparing for the drive overnight right. for the wedding of my cousin, where my father lives in Zaporizhia, Oblast. Anyway, uh, he heard first one. I was like, hmm, the neighbor is closing the door of the garage so loud. Like, what is he thinking? Like, <laughs> it woke us all up. <laughs> then I heard in some time, 15 minutes or 20, I think, another like really loud boom. And I came to my mom, like, mom, mom, I think Putin attacking us. She's like, ha, 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 go to sleep. I'm like, all right. And yeah, I was laughing too. We both laughed and she continued sleeping and I continued preparing for, for the for the ride. And then there was two more. And then I felt the smoke open the window. I could see some... Um, some smoke in the air and the smell of something burning and okay something's going on then I had missed call from my friend from her from Tatiana and I I, I didn't see him like oh missed call like six five something I am uh -huh. um, her husband got a call from work, received a call like 4.30 a.m. Uh, and then he called her. Her husband's boss called 4.30 saying that... Срочно на работу, бери тревожный. Ой, ну, Pack your stuff, um, as we call it, the emergency suitcase, and come to work right now. And she started straight away calling it all the people she knows, relatives, friends, whoever she could reach. Warning, what, what has... Yeah. So they've been already told the war started. Point, they were told that the Russians are on the border with Crimea already. So what, and Kherson I mean, and Crimea. On the checkpoint. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, this is a lot to remember. This is a lot to process, but... 
Do you recall in that moment, were you expecting that the Russians are going to come and take Kherson, or are you still thinking our military is going to keep them back? What was your expectation? What were you thinking in that in that moment? Ваше ожидание, что ну все нас уже захватили русские, или была мысль, что украинцы будут нас отстаивать, защищать, что как бы не все потеряно? Какие были мысли, что будет с Херсоном вот в тот момент? Okay, uh, she, while she's thinking about yeah. this, uh, I'll continue. I'll finish up the story. Yeah, yeah. So I had a missed call from her. And we didn't talk. I didn't know what's happening. Then I had a call 6.30 a.m. from Cyprus from my friend, who is also a gymnast. And she called crying like, Julia, Julia, he did this. This bastard did this. Meaning Putin attacked. And there is bombing going on. So pack your stuff and leave right now. Если бы мы не верили, что Украина нас спасет, наверное, мы бы здесь не остались. At all, as they did for eight months, like, or were you thinking in the moment, well, we're going to deal with some bombs and then it will go away? Вы что, Россия оккупирует Херсон в тот момент, или вы верили, что ну Украина отобьет сейчас, все будет хорошо? Мы думали, что это ну произойдет быстрее, что нас освободят, что они так массово город не захватят Мы сейчас говорим о том дне 24-го, какие были мысли, когда все начиналось. Спасать, помогать, записываться в ряды. All of us, we, you know, the, the, the thoughts were... To, I'm translating what she's yeah, yeah. saying and I'm gonna add some for me. To, to save, to help, to go and... Uh, to go and stand in the line for the defense, um, how you call it, to, to join the military. Mm-hmm. People rushed. All the Kherson had huge lines and to get sh- weapons to fight back. This is what I love about Ukrainians. Yeah, there were lines. People yeah. went walking because there was panic. No transportation. People massively, my friend says, rushed to the военкомат, to the department of the military. How you call it? Mm. Yeah, to sign yeah, in, to sign in to yeah. the um, territorial defense or to join the army. Lines were kilometers. And for anyone listening who doesn't know, there was over 200,000 people that enlisted in the Ukrainian army that day, which is unbelievable that the first, yes, in one day, in one day. All around Ukraine? Yes. Yeah, Um, but it's it speaks very much to the spirit of Ukrainians. It's one of the things that we have learned in our time, me and my team here, is that Ukrainians respond to problems by rising to it. They don't cower. They don't say, oh, woe is me. They say, all right, how can we kick this problem in the ass? Yeah. That's our biggest difference uh, from Russians. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Even though everybody says we're the same nation, we're the same, but we keep 
saying that Мы we're not другие. the same. We're completely different. No, I've I've said a number of times on this podcast, so people have already heard me say this, but I am ashamed that I am one of the Americans who thought that Russians and Ukrainians are kind of like the same. Стыдно, я один из тех, кто думал, что украинцы и россияне немножко, ну, похожи все равно одни. Everybody being. And I say now, if anyone ever asks me what Russians have in common with Ukrainians. I can't think of anything, but I can think of a lot of things that Ukrainians have in common with Americans. Like, you are far more similar in that democratic spirit, yeah. Yeah. But that Ukrainian spirit is also why you're kicking Russia's ass right now. Yeah. So then how long after that initial strike was it before the troops were here in Kherson, the Russian troops in Kherson? Could you repeat, please? <laughs> no, you're fine. How long was it between the 24th when it all started and when did the Russian troops actually arrive in Kherson? First of March, Russian um, troops entered the city and been walking freely over here. We couldn't understand what's going on. Well, walking freely, there were big groups with guns. Or riding the tank around the city. And there were no people outside. Everyone were hiding inside, not understanding what's going on. Люди начали с дома выходить где-то спустя неделю, когда начали уже продукты заканчиваться. Надо было... People started going out after a week, uh, after the week passed after everything started, when their the food started uh, finishing, the medicine or something to eat when they ran out. So it's been a week after people started slowly. Yeah, у вас не было выбора, надо было да выходить. And here we understood what it is to stand in a huge line the full day, the, the lack of medicine, panic that we're going to run out of food, nothing to eat, and no treatments for those who are sick and so on. And with all of your connections to the outside world and all of the people that you knew from other countries, most likely you could have gotten out of Kherson. Why didn't you leave? Good question. This question people been asking me for all I already this know the time. answer because I know Ukrainians, but I want you to say it. It's been impossible here. Terrible, depressive, a lot of synonyms I could to say. My first reason, my mother. I wanted to make sure she's fine, has everything to eat, so she will survive. And my mother's reasons were her parents grandma and grandpa grandpa was uh, sick with cancer and grandma is old as well so we stayed for the good sake of helping to those who are dear to us so i just couldn't i could there were so many like friends from all over the world offering you can stay in my house in Romania you can stay in my house in Germany you can stay in my house in the United States you can uh, stay in my house uh, in Cyprus everywhere or, uh, Norway, Sweden and for me it was like I cannot just pack up and save my own self and leave 
there was a fear of being dead every day, <laughs> but it was more important to stay for my family, for my mom, for my grandparents, for my friends. Most of my friends stayed as well for the same reasons. Yeah. I, I have said on here before, and it's why I said I already know the answer, but it's nice because you're proving me right to all of the people that I have said every town we've gone into in Mykolaiv outside of Zaporizhia and we think that we're going to help people leave and they don't want to leave it's always for the exact same reason it's I can't leave other people who need me if I leave who will take care of them same, same situation my friend has. She has grandparents who are, uh, well, how you say, staying in bed. They cannot walk. Mm -hmm. They're pretty old and uh, in, incapable of walking. So that was her reason. Not for the staying and being with Russia. We hated it, but we had people Stay for the people you for the about. people yeah. we cared to help them survive this madness that was going on so then now let's talk about what those eight months were like and if there's things you're not comfortable with you don't need to talk about them but eight or nine eight it was yeah it was about eight months yeah well actually you're right it was close to nine months almost but eight months Март, апрель, май, июнь, июль, август, сентябрь, октябрь. И ноябрь уже конец. А так это же 24-го было. 8 месяцев. А, 8 месяцев. So the Russians obviously went and put up billboards everywhere saying Russia's here forever and, and all of these things. But you said earlier... It was really okay. slow transition, like with Ukrainians, fast transition. Yeah. People started climbing, <laughs> removing. <laughs> anyway, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But with Russians, it was very slow. There was huge resistance. We had meetings. The army with tanks, guns is in the city. People take Ukrainian flag and go. We had the biggest like manifestation with pro-Ukrainian position mm -hmm. against Russians. I think we had the biggest ones in, in, in the whole Ukraine. Maybe uh, Militopol was after, yeah? yeah in no. Zaporizhia, yeah. Militopol was also... It is very patriotic as well. Um, so uh, the first day of the manifestation, not a lot of people came. Like, we didn't know what's going to happen. We were scared. We might be shot, killed. But still, we were surprised to see the videos that people actually went and directly came to Russian soldiers saying, we don't want you here, guys, please go home. We have, like, don't give us your, this humanitarian aid. Like, we, we are on the south of Ukraine. We have things growing. We have things preserved. We are very agricultural um, region, like fruits, uh, vegetables, meat. We have, um, in the villages, people, they hold, like, little small farms in their houses, uh, cows, pigs. So we can survive helping each other in between. We don't need you. Don't give us your humanitarian aid. We, we are um, entrepreneurs. Some guys said, I'm an entrepreneur. I can feed all the grandmas grandpas myself like please go away we don't want you here and after this video everybody's seen of this man who were bravely saying this the next day uh, there were thousands of people marching across like 
on the main square, but also people were walking through the whole city with flags. It was a lot of big crowds. With Ukrainian flags. Ukrainian flags, of course. Three, three thousand the next day, five thousand more and more people started. Like, there were four massive uh, meeting manifestations. Protests Pro- is what we would call them. Yes. It was not like protests, like throwing something violent. People just right, came right, right. with flags. He... Ah, yeah, maybe you've seen there was a video that one one guy holding huge flag, Ukrainian flag. The the tank, the Russian tank was passing through the central square and he climbed and waved the flag. It's unbelievably brilliant. A second manifestation, the Russian technique, people were coming onto it, so they had to go go back, you know, the rare, rare gear, <laughs> yeah, yeah. going back, backing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you are aware yet, and maybe you are, because you've probably talked to quite a few people since this happened, but like the whole rest of the world on some level, but like everyone in Ukraine has been rooting hard for Kherson like this entire time, watching all of that very, yeah. We knew yeah. with within our community of volunteers and organizations that are working here. We all have group chats on Signal in different places. Like the day that Harrison was liberated was like Christmas for everybody. The whole country was celebrating. Kiev was celebrating. You should have seen everybody what was, was celebrating. Here yeah. we had more than Christmas. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, don't know. But I thought you. But I thought you all want. I thought you all wanted to be Russian. Why would you be so? Who said? I'm kidding. So, so, and obviously yeah. I was definitely kidding. But there I, are two realities. What was actually in Kherson yes. and what was Russian propaganda right. saying. So, so was there ever an actual election? Because, of course, Russia claims that there was a vote and that everyone in Kherson chose to be part of Russia. Can you can you tell me about that that election? Did you guys vote? It's something funny. It was so fake. So there were these bins, bins, yeah, bins for votes. Bins, yeah, yeah. Just standing like this outside on the street. Every <laughs> next to each shop on the bus stops. Uh, they didn't come to your home or somewhere, somewhere in the premises as should be normal. So they just put buckets out on the street. Yeah, and uh, people voted 10 times. Well, yeah, sorry. People were walk passing by, like running away from those bins, like, like they're... Some like coronavirus is in there or something, you know, like running away. Those who they were like catching to vote, I heard stories they were catching one taxi driver, like, okay, you're gonna vote here, then you go to that place, vote, then you like 10 times. They made him. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna translate this. So what was happening for these days of referendum? Five, five days? Five days? The city was dead. 
nobody like people were <laughs> hiding inside locking on all the locks their their doors i did the same without uh, all people i know did the same everybody were sitting inside indoors hiding so they started uh, coming first day didn't work out for them nobody came to vote second day they started coming uh, like knocking nobody opened so people were just hiding like from the bombs like <laughs> you know like we were not here i remember myself like uh, looking from the window oh russian soldier with the bin and the, some civilian dressed woman like okay let's wait when he's gone and then we go out to walk the dog quickly so she so, does конечно, the job in the villages was a little bit different story a little bit more sad. They, they were coming to people's houses with guns and they had no choice yeah. But and obviously, if you voted though, Ukrainian, it wasn't going to go very well for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, there's no choice. If you vote uh, for what you really think and feel, aha, he's a Nazi, he worked for Ukraine. So then you get into basement and get tortured. So people just said, I'm not going to vote. That's what my grandma said as well in the village. She went out like, hello, hello, like, uh, you please vote. And she's like... I don't want to vote. I never voted for any president before. Well, she said the right thing. Plus, uh, the grandpa, he has coronavirus. So, like, if you want, you can ask him if he wants to vote. I've heard that was the go-to trick in Kherson. So you're the director of your hospital here. Uh, Topirka? Is it, is it Torpinka? So, I, so I've done some reading on him, and when the Russians were trying to take over the hospital, he had the entire staff lie and say there was a COVID outbreak, so they couldn't get into the hospital for weeks on end. So apparently, that's that's a favorite trick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I guess COVID brought one good thing. It gave everybody an excuse to keep the Russians away. That's good. Oh, we had funny cases, like people didn't want to didn't want to vote, but there was always a place for humor, yeah, Kherson is a city with lots of humor as well, so a lot of people were, okay, gonna vote, they were taking the, the paper and writing, I vote for America. Oh, <laughs> Occupation. Occupation is the right mm -hmm. word for yes. this? Yes. Occupation. Did you have any, um, and I would imagine you would have had to, encounters with Russian soldiers where you were talking with them? What was your impression of the Russian soldiers who were here? Unfortunately, had situations that we had to 
cross them. Of course. Yeah. We avoided them. Block, like, block really. Post, первое, First of all, you had to cross them on the checkpoint. On each neighborhood of the city, there was this Russian checkpoint when they check your uh, passport, mm-hmm. when they open the trunk of your car, or if you're going in a regular bus. Uh, uh, yeah, they <laughs> were checking your phone, like taking it and scrolling it oh, for really? some time. Все you didn't know that. So we had to no. make sure. I knew that there were situations where they investigated people that they suspected of cooperating, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I didn't know. So at checkpoints, they would just take your phone and scroll. If something you they don't like about you, or if well, they did whatever they wanted. So my phone was checked uh, three times, and it's not a nice feeling because they were going in your YouTube history of what you were watching, and of course we were all watching pro Ukraine. Yeah. 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 So then we we started like avoiding those checkpoints, making sure you cleared. Every, I remember every time I was forced to travel from one neighborhood to another, I was stopping just before the checkpoint, going to my phone like like remove eliminating deleting right, deleting right. everything okay youtube checked okay google google history search okay done deleted okay instagram stories okay deleted deleted whatever i did i had to remove everything you know like and still i was afraid what if they still find dig somewhere and find something so i remember they did find uh, some instagram old video uh, where rush ukrainian army how you say covers russian technique burns and everything so he said like okay remove it right now i was lucky the guy was um, um not exactly russian but from a muslim country that in russia anyway he said like remove it right now until others see or you will be in trouble we'll take you to the basement or something i'm like sorry sorry guys whatever was connected to ukraine whatever could we had to remove delete everything from the phone if they see even a little something they could hook to we wouldn't be sitting here yeah, and now you say that, so I want to ask, and again, if this is something that you're not comfortable talking about, don't. Do you have friends or people that you know who went through that situation, or they were taken to the basement, as you call it? Друзья, которых на подвал забирали, были ли случаи? A lot, uh, yeah. Oh, my cousin is missing right now. He was captured and put to prison uh, October 13th. And until now, I don't know where he is. We, The only information we could get from Russians, because we, uh, we went, me and her, his uh, wife, um, we were knocking in all the doors, police, uh, courts, uh, military com- commandants, whatever. The only information we could find that he's in prison together with his uh, part- work partner. So my, my cousin was just driving to work, uh, the minivan full with the uh, washing machines. <laughs>
Russia's favorite thing to take. I don't know if it has a connection, but he's uh, having a service for repairing the washing machines. Mm. He's a tech engineer guy. So that's his business. He has a business way before the war with washing machines. So he was uh, transporting to his clients the fixed or the broken washing machines. And from that day, he's gone from online, like his phone is off. And his and his partner, so they both missing until now. We suspect they must be taken. Well, I investigated the situation, so for now, I think he's somewhere on the left side or in Crimea in prison. But I cannot even imagine for what reason. I think the reason number one could be maybe they found something in his phone, pro Ukrainian, whatever. I don't know any uh, conversation they were checking. You're going to your Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and reading who and what you're talking to about. And the friend, uh, the the close person that we know was in the basement for five days. He he was captured. Uh, how you say? For no reason, just uh, casually. The Russians were forcing, beating him hard and forcing him to sing Russian anthem. And he was singing Ukrainian anthem instead. What a a badass. Jesus. He said, I was ready. I knew that's it for me. Like he had thoughts like... This is it, like, they're going to kill me. So that's why he's saying Ukrainian, at least. He was asked, do you have other friends that are pro-Ukrainian like you? Tell us about it. And he said, no, I'm the only one for pro-Ukrainian. All of the rest, they, they're pro-Russian, even though it's a lie, but it saves your life, of you know? Course. Well, he was looking out for the lives of his friends. He didn't want anyone else in the basement with him. Okay, he was uh, hit hard in the face everywhere just for having a song downloaded in his phone. The popular song we, we have uh, became an anthem of this war. <laughs> Oyu Luzi Chirvona Kalina. Have yeah, you heard? This one. So they found it in his phone and uh, they almost killed him for that. They hit him hard in the head. And he's out now? He's out. Uh, he's out. But it's hard for him to speak about. I'm sure. And I'm sure that, you know, having gone through that, the liberation of Kherson was even sweeter for him. I'm sure that was an amazing day for him when he saw the yellow armbands rolling into Kherson. Like birthday, New Year's had nothing comparing to the feeling of this day. Like those who went <laughs> the tears of happiness people i saw men crying running to those soldiers when they first saw ukrainian army jumping on them and crying i saw so many well, men crying i was in tears just watching the videos yeah, yeah. i'm not speaking of women women yeah. were fully fully crying <laughs> and emotional but men you know yeah. 
Um, you, we were talking about the fact that they put up all these billboards and they were trying to force their force Russia basically on you. And you made a comment earlier that you would not have stayed if you didn't know that the Ukrainians would come and take Kherson back. So you were confident. Same here. You were confident. That we were confident. We, we believed. Uh, they they made this fake evacuation just he, before liberation. The yeah. Russians tried to run away and take everybody with them. And the reason they were like, you have to get evacuated because Ukrainian army will will do shelling the city. Yeah, will be bombing and everything. Yeah. Every all the people I know, everyone stayed because we believe that first of all, Ukrainian army is not going to bomb the city itself. Uh, we the the trust is huge; you cannot even imagine. Uh, second of all, we didn't believe in good intentions of Russians. If they say go with us, you're going to have this, this, this. They would give you the certificates to to buy a house uh, really cheap in Russia. You know, they try to motivate. We were like, yeah. We love Ukrainian army. Well, it's the <laughs> it's the same way they took Crimea and the Donbass in 2014, was they offer Russians basically free housing to go there so that then they can turn around and say, see, it's all Russians that live there. Захватили так Донбасс и Крым, предлагая вот всякие вот эти штучки, сертификаты на Same like here, but we were not, we were unbreakable. Same thing. We we don't want any, we cannot buy us like that. They thought they could, they thought Kherson would be as easy to get, to capture as a Crimea and Donbass, so they thought they can buy us, but it didn't work out no. for them. Людям, людям for people, it's not important, like money. They tried to buy us, but we are not un unbuyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kherson loves Ukraine. We, we, we're proud to be Ukrainian. And... Yeah, obviously, as an American, I don't didn't know as much about Ukraine prior to this so we were we were working out of Mykolaiv uh, on our way here for this liberation and I didn't I didn't really know much about Kherson but uh, I connected with somebody on social media who was in Kherson and uh, and they made the comment they were like they just simply said we're waiting for you I was like, okay, we have to go get Kherson. Like, they are still, they're all still there. Like, they all still want, you know, this liberation. And and and, and as dangerous as that is, like you were just talking about, they look through phones. The, the fact that somebody found 
online an American working with Ukraine and was just like, hey, we're here. Come get us. It was like, that's so brave because you know what I mean? Like you were saying, they look through phones for those sorts of messages. So that was for us. That was why well, I, I shouldn't say for the Ukrainian army. They already were dying to get to Kherson. But I'm saying for us Americans, it was good for me to see. I was like, you know, there's this whole group of people down there just dying for us to come get the Russians out of their city. Like, like, uh, really literally dying we couldn't wait it was on every day it's like hell you don't want to wake up and i didn't want like i looked through the window z v like okay okay then i switch off the reality in my head there are no words that i can find to adequately describe what i encountered when i came to ukraine these people are incredible this cause is the most worthy effort that i've had the privilege of being involved with myself if it's something that you feel you want to become involved with either by volunteering or donating, I would ask that you look into Dark Horse Allies. Dark Horse is the organization that I'm involved with over here. It's a nonprofit organization. Members have been operating in Ukraine since the early days of the Russian invasion, comprised of both civilians and military veterans like myself from around the world. Dark Horse is a collective of volunteers on an independent mission to try and preserve innocent human lives. The name Dark Horse is a nod to the unbreakable spirit of the Ukrainian people who entered this battle as underdogs, but have inspired the entire free world through their determination. And as we always tell these guys, by surviving with their hearts. If you would like to become involved, please head over to darkhorseallies.org, or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at facebook.com slash darkhorseallies, or obviously instagram.com slash Dark Horse Allies. By signing up right now to become an ally for as little as $7 a month, you could become a part of this effort. We would love to have you join us. If you're interested in volunteering, please reach out through the website. We do have opportunities for anybody that wants to become involved on any level. And now we return to the podcast. All right. So we were talking about the fact that you never had any doubt that you, uh, the Ukrainian army was going to come and and free Kherson and then of course that happened what is the mood now like what do you what are you hopeful for what are you expecting right now like what's are you still riding that wave of emotion like we're free вы не сомневались в армии вы ждали украинскую армию какое ваше сейчас настроение вы еще находитесь под вот этим впечатлением, что мы наконец-то свободны, какие ваши ожидания, вот дальнейшие чувства сейчас. Да, конечно, мы находимся еще под теми же впечатлениями. Слишком долго People don't talk about electricity. People don't talk about water. We're smiling. We we go to get some water in the morning. You put your phone to charge to your neighbor who has a generator. Then you go get water. Then we're smiling when we see Ukrainian army guys in the city walking 
after Russians to see yeah. ours smile. Yeah, I, yeah. I cannot even express like. We keep smiling. Говорит, что вы улыбаетесь до сих пор? Ничего нету, ни воды, ни ни света. Yeah, we're still smiling. It doesn't matter. Это поймут только те, кто про прожили оккупацию. Only the people who went through this occupation will understand the feeling. Здесь действительно было тяжело. It was very hard over here. Very depressive. It was like a big prison, like You're just sitting and crying out of nowhere because of this uh, pressure, of this uh, tension, of this fear, of this, uh, like, you cannot say what you want, you cannot do what you want, you cannot go where you want, you, your life doesn't belong to you. My, our lives belong to Russians. You go to do some groceries and you don't know if you come back or not. Maybe you would be captured and taken to the basement or whatever happens to you so yeah yeah you made a comment before we started this when we were talking about the difference uh between ukrainian military and russian military you said you call the russian army boys homeless yes um, after this homeless uh говорит разница между украинской армией и русской что мол Русская для вас были бомжами, а эти сейчас как супергерои. Да. Да, да, да. The Russian army like homeless monsters, and Ukrainian army are superheroes of more, more than that. And they are. Like, they're, they're definitely a military this country should be proud of. One of the things I've commented on before is one thing we see in war very often um, around the world is even a military that has good principles and is professional when they see the other side torturing their people doing terrible things to their people oftentimes they will start to become worse people as well ukrainian military blows my mind because the russians have been terrible when they capture they torture they have killed and raped civilians they are murdering civilians all over the country every day And yet, the Ukrainian army stays professional. And even when they capture Russians, they treat them with respect. They stay very professional. They stay... And... The army with dignity, the commanders, generals, president. We, we trust, we believe, and we're going to fight for our freedom. Well, and I look forward to telling those army units that we work with, by the way, that the civilians in Kherson refer to the Russians as homeless and the Ukrainian army as superheroes. They will enjoy hearing that. Наш толк верить в нашу армию, чтобы им было ради чего, чтобы они знали ради чего они воюют. It's uh, it's our duty to believe in our army, so they know what they're fighting for, who they're fighting for, so they uh, feel our support. Говорит, я расскажу своим парням, что русских люди местные называют бомжами, а украинскую армию супергероями. У них вся одежда грязная, они грязные. Yeah, they're all dirty. The the clothes they were wearing were dirty, like homeless, like uh, people that sleep on the street. Uh, they look like that, and they also look like 
let me find the word. Как еще их можно назвать? Орки. Ah, orcs. We call them orcs. Oh, yeah. You heard about that, oh, yeah? Oh, yes. <laughs> we we yeah. try to be careful with this word because lots of people were taken to the basement and tortured really For hard as soon as they see orcs. Not straight away. They didn't know we called them. So after some time, they figured out. And this is when women, men, for this word, like, Even women, they didn't stop. They, I heard there was one girl they found in her phone. This, like, she wrote to somebody, "This bloody orcs, blah blah blah." So they were boiling her hands in the uh, boiling water, you know, and for that. So, and it's not the worst that they were doing, you know. Well, that's over, and and the that's whole world is very happy for you when it's over. You 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 cannot imagine the emotions. I was like drunk for first week, like drunk on emotions, not not drinking anything. We didn't have to drink. We were euphoria. This расскажи про то, как я тебе во время оккупации подарила футболку, которую ты так еще ни разу не одела. Ah, there was my birthday, 9th of May, and her present to me was the T-shirt with Ukrainian words like "Good evening, we are from Ukraine." It became very popular. And I was dreaming to wear it. I couldn't wear it all this time during occupation. I had to turn it turn it inside out and like hide it really far. So that was your celebration t-shirt when when you were liberated? Did you wear the shirt? I hid it so far away I cannot find it now. No, I just got this little flag that was also hidden, but I managed to find it. And during this first day of celebration, uh, of uh, figuring out, lots of people, there was no internet, no electricity. There were people that on the next day didn't know we were already... I was going to ask about that. When did you know that you were liberated? We didn't know. We saw a few cars with flags, with Ukrainian flags, and we all were sure it's a provocation from Russians. So that they took flags. And even knowing, people knew it was a provocation uh, from Russians, even though they still been coming with flags and uh, shouting, Просто even knowing that this is provocation, they still... <laughs> we just couldn't keep our emotions when we saw a flag of Ukraine so freely in the middle of the street. Me, myself, I was still like, whoa, whoa, those people are crazy. They took out flags. They're in danger. Like, what are they doing? Why are they... So there was no sort of announcement or anything. You just saw Ukrainian military start showing up. And that's when you knew? Мы думали, что русские yeah, проверяют. Не было объявления, ничего, да. Просто видели вот эти машины с флагами и все. Yeah, Военно thought... Военная машина проехала в There двух районах. Uh, pickup car just passing Shuminsky. in two neighborhoods. Shuminsky uh, and uh, Tavrichesky, we call two neighborhoods. From the fields, from the battlefields, they just passed through the city with Ukrainian flags, and people thought those are Russians with Ukrainian flag. They do it for a reason. We didn't see the military like themselves, we just saw cars with flag. Mm -hmm. So did you not know that they were pulling out for like two days prior? 
that all the Russians were pulling out and taking all of their administration across the river. Because obviously we had access to that information outside. So you weren't aware of any of that taking place here? We knew they were running, taking stuff, but we also heard rumors that they would be staying wearing civilians and they would be... We thought, okay, they would do some provocations trying to find out more Nazis, more patriots. We were so afraid, like uh, scared for all of this time that we refused, we didn't believe like to the end that the Ukrainian army that we were just scared to show emotions that were jumping out, we were still keeping them inside just to be safe. But when we understood when it was the truth, you know, we shouted so hard uh, that the people the next day, they like, couldn't speak at all. Like, I was meeting people like, what happened to your voice? Are you sick? No, I was just screaming so hard out of happiness. And there was like every person I met, like, the next day we were all like this. Yeah. Well, it was funny. So I had a bet going uh, with a friend of mine in Kiev because like I said, we had been working with some units and and i knew this was coming and and he and i were talking and i said oh we're gonna have Kherson within two weeks and he was like oh no there's no way we'll have it within two weeks i said oh we're gonna have Kherson within two weeks and he was like i bet you a bottle of whiskey i was like okay so i shook his hand so it was so it was 12 days later that we took Kherson and he messaged me right away. He's like, I've never been so happy to lose a bet. Here's your whiskey. He was so excited. The whole country was celebrating. The whole country was so excited. We haven't seen. We didn't have network, no electricity. We would love to see how Ukraine was happy. Kiev was a party. The entire city was in the streets celebrating. We didn't have any network. We would love. We were dying to see all of this. But what? I'll try to send you guys. I'll try to send you guys a bunch of videos because the whole the whole country was going crazy. The whole country was going and outside the country was going crazy europe the united states yeah. and even now we cannot watch properly the videos because uh, there's no much places to charge your phone and to catch connection the, the moment that it, i was told that it was okay to make it public because we knew a little bit before it went real public and, and so i was just sitting on it and as soon as i was told that we were allowed to make it public I put it on my Instagram and I had friends from all over messing me. Is it real? Is it real? Не знали, можно ли уже афишировать все. Но как только я получил добро, я опубликовал в Инстаграме. И все начали на меня просто нападать. Это реально? Это реально? Это случилось? Да, это действительно так? Это правда? Everybody started putting watermelon emojis in their usernames, celebrating hair songs. Oh, the watermelon story, you know, the, the first day when we found out. You want me to tell more about the Liberation Day, sure. maybe? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, 11th of November, in the morning, uh, I'm going down with my dog. My neighbor tells me, we saw two cars with Ukrainian flags passing. Like, she was smiling and happy. And I remember I killed her happiness by saying, no, 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 stay indoors. Those are Russians. Those are Russians' provocation. Don't, don't believe it. Just be safe. Then I went outside doing the things like uh, some groceries, some uh, petrol and seeing people on the street. 
with Ukrainian flags and a bottle of champagne. I was like, uh, okay, I need to find out what's going on. And my friend was telling me, no, 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 they're just uh, catching the, the network. There's some Ukrainian network starting to get through on that crossroad. And some people are just crazy. They took Ukrainian flags because Russian military left yesterday. So 10th of November, my friend was celebrating already because there is no rush, not even one Russian, she said. Мы специально поехали объехать весь город в самые популярные места, где они находились, проверить их сколько. Ah, they went with her husband the 10th of November to check. They went to each part of the city to check if they find at least one Russian. So they checked everywhere. They didn't find any Russian. They bought a bottle of champagne and they already celebrated. Я ехала в машине и праздновала то, что я не вижу их. She was going in the car and she does see them she already started celebrating drinking champagne but nobody even suspected that the next day ukrainian army is already in the city we couldn't believe it we couldn't even imagine that this could happen it yeah. felt so unreal so the next day i see this crazy <laughs> with the flags and champagne i still don't believe then i pass by the central square in kherson and i see there's some gathering of people with flags i i'm like I don't know what's going on. And, and people were like with the driving in cars with flags and uh, how you say hitting the horn. Hitting the horn. To each other, every car, almost every car has a flag of Ukraine or if you don't have a flag. Like, where did they hit them? Nobody knows. Like everybody was scared. Oh, all the videos have come out. They had them. They were taking up pavers in their backyards and hiding them under the pavers, digging holes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she saw the video. Anyway, like I didn't have a flag, so I just found blue T-shirt and the yellow um, towel. I put them together. I tied them and put on my car. It looks funny. It looked funny, but I saw this movement with flags, still not knowing what's going on. I'm like, okay, I, I have to go pick up my mom. She has to see this. I remember coming like, mom, get ready, get dressed. I don't know what's going on, but you have to see this. But it's blue and yellow, so it has to be good. <laughs> yes, it's blue and yellow. Lots of A lot of um, uh, kamikaze, you know, those who are, <laughs> you know... Uh, going in danger with flags like right, right. Uh, because uh, we still thought thought russians are here and there's so many people like but you still have to see this we're coming we ask people they say there are rumors that ukrainian um how you say this um the first group that comes in before the military are in the city the the special forces the let's say, yeah? yeah the scouts they are somewhere in the city already that's why we're all here like is it is it true is it real is it like 100% we were not sure but we also took out the ukrainian flag because the rest did so we were not afraid then people started putting all you lose chervona kalina on the speaker then some people suddenly i don't know where they had the, the giant flag like really really long that covered the whole square with the, with the ukrainian flag it's like it was around 100 meters long and every like person being holding i tried to find where the spot they hide that flag? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Where the hell, like, for that flag, they could be, you know, not being... <laughs> После того, как мы увидели военных, мы никогда не думали, что будем так сильно радоваться нашей полиции, когда увидим АТВ-машины. After we saw 
military we never thought we would be so happy to see our police guys <laughs> to see our uh, at the, uh, to see our like a uh, po- post Super the ukrainian uh, service and, and the new post nova pochta the supermarket atb with good prices and good quality ukrainian food <laughs> we were so happy just to <laughs> see how everything comes back our what hours comes back we are so tired of everything russian yeah so you bring your mother they have the big flag you still haven't seen the troops yet keep keep going with that story what's happening still i had a big fear like okay okay we maybe we should run and hide maybe there's going to be something going on yeah and then i see a crowd like running somewhere and uh, screaming like and i look there's a military one person one guy coming (laughs) and poor guy (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and i'm running to him and i'm like mom mom come quick come quick like why what are you hesitating run we we all run after him and i see him holding watermelon his face is covered and he's silent not saying anything i'm like mom mom i think it's russian he's gonna blow all, all of us with this watermelon and then the the guy climbed the the pedestal to to see everybody holding the watermelon then he's about to fix his gun but i thought he's gonna take the gun and shoot us all i'm like mom mom watch out like go down like he's gonna shoot us all and then he just stands uh posing with watermelon uh people people happy scream but i still have a fear it's a russian soldier i was 100% sure and then after he started speaking and making selfie video with the he turned around took a That's phone from some guy from the crowd making the video I've actually seen his selfie videos so this yeah, is fun I, to hear I'm it in from the, your side yeah. yes it's but I'm in that video oh, by the really? way the, the red it, head yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah the white coat can you imagine how scared we were the Russians made us put us in such a fear that yeah. even then we still think we don't believe in the happiest day you still don't believe you still uh, intimidated Mm -hmm. you still feel uh, you have to be careful and then he started speaking I'm here from Kherson and this is the crowd in Ukrainian and I'm like you this is when I believe this is actually you how good he spoke ukrainian we wanted to tear him apart i mean to kiss him all over people just rushed as soon as they heard him speaking ukrainian okay this is our army i remember screaming me my mom i have a selfie video it's not very good quality because i was emotional so it's jumping up and down i didn't know what to film where to be then i rushed to his selfie I'm in his selfie in white coat over there. Um, if we can find that video, I'll put it on the YouTube video. We'll show it. Yeah, yeah you, you'll see me because a lot of my friends were sending me that video after. Like, uh, look, we saw you in Austria in a metro station in underground on the big screen. You're in the, this video with watermelon guy. I'm like... What? Wow, no way. Like this video went Oh yeah, that video viral. went viral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have from my side the video as well where I'm filming him holding watermelon and standing and 
you cannot even imagine. So then more vehicles show up, more Ukrainian. More vehicles, more Ukrainian. Then two more guys came. Then they were trying to run away from us because there was people jumping. Selfie, selfie, I want a selfie with you. Like in line, like fighting to get a selfie with the those yeah, yeah. three poor guys that yeah. first came in yeah. the city. And then in the evening, there was something crazy. Champagne, Ukrainian music, non-stop, repeat. Наши военные три дня не могли спокойно находиться среди людей, потому что люди все время с ними фотографировались, обнимались. She says our military Ukrainian guys couldn't relax for three days because they were stopped on every minute for pictures, signatures, for hugs, for kiss, for they were giving food, please take, take. But you have no idea how much that means to them it does those guys those guys went through absolute hell to get here to Kherson the battle outside of Mykolaiv was not easy so so for them to have that reception that's that's good of you guys they needed that that's good we were so worried we all have uh, friends or people we know who are fighting who are there and uh, some like neighbors friends i had a chance to meet one he like quick quick chat with me quick selfie and then like okay and now i have to go to zaporizhia or wherever else and i cannot stay for long so i was happy to catch him for this little moment so anyway in the evening there was um how you say dancing around fire so what people did they took uh, russians uh, surrounded the um, administrative administration of the city the building mm -hmm. uh the you couldn't pass by car it was all closed with this like they use metal anti-tank mm -hmm. how you call barriers yeah but they put the wooden ones so people collected <laughs> all the wooden ones and, and made the bonfire material may and also got this uh, bill russian billboards russia's here forever like kerson is russia forever so people who could reach you know they tear down those billboards and those wooden things for tanks made fire and jump around it, dance around it with Ukrainian music for three days. And then the first military group uh, from the battlefield entered and um, they they climbed um, the Kinotheater Ukraina, the theater, uh, on top of the roof. They were making videos, filming all of this crowd was happening like quietly. You know, they were careful, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, some people reached to catch them behind when they climbed down, catching to make selfies, to hug, to hug, to kiss, to feed, to whatever they could do. Some people being throwing the military guys, the crowd in the air. <laughs> yeah, poor guys. Yeah. Well, you had the early celebration because you were occupied and you absolutely deserved to have that celebration. Where are you guys celebrating when this is all over? Everybody talks about where we're going to go to celebrate when we finally get Ruskies all the way back inside their own country. Uh, if we gonna if the war stops yes when it's when it's all over where are we where are you guys celebrating everybody talks about where we're gonna celebrate победу саму когда все это закончится по всей украине до победа до война закончится куда поедем в киев to Kiev, to the main square, yeah. We all say we're going to Crimea. We're going to have a big beach party in Crimea. Wow, I forgot. True, that's a good one. That's a good one to celebrate. But you guys, like I said, you kind of already had a victory. Most of the country, most of the country can't relate. This is the, 
well, this is not the first big city, but it's the first capital of a region that was occupied that is now free. After everything is over, we're going to visit all the places. Mariupol. Mariupol. Ирпень, Буча, Гастомель, Чернигов, Донбасс, Донецк, Луганск. Мы так соскучились за Крымом. We У нас с детства связано с We haven't visited it for what? Since 2014, I'm sure, yeah. Most of people didn't go out of principles. I'm like, I'm not going there until it's back to Ukraine. That was my position and my friends, my family. And that's why we are all going to go there and celebrate when it's Ukraine again. Let's meet there. Are you coming with us? Oh, we're all going to Crimea. Yes, we will all be in Crimea. It will be one big party. Amazing. We used to go there often when it was Ukrainian. It's really nice We believe in the best in Crimea is Ukraine. Yeah. Is there anything else specific that you would want the West, the United States to hear, to know? Oh, to ask you. No, is there anything specific you would want to tell the United States or to the West? If not, it's fine. I just like to ask before we end it and see if there's anything else you want to say. Yes, of course. I would like, to, yeah, we would like to thank everyone for support. We really feel We are thankful for for all kinds of supports and for the support of hosting the refugees. How nice and kind the Americans or the West, the Europe to Ukrainians, like, really, thank you за for то, that. Каждый, uh, морально, морально, словах, Each person who supported us in words, in deeds, in, um, like, moral aspect of support, not moral, physical, all kinds of support, really, really, yeah, indeed. Very, very thankful. Yeah, speaking from all of the people. See, and this is what I always get. As I didn't know if maybe there was something you wanted them to know about life here, but Ukrainians are so kind. It's always just about thanking and being yeah. so grateful. Ukrainians, you have amazing hearts, and Ukrainians impress us every day. Вы нас удивляете каждый день, что вы просто использовали этот момент, чтобы поблагодарить. Мы не устанем благодарить, потому что never get tired of saying thank you because your support, their support, saves us a lot. It's really important. Thanks to it, we're sitting in Ukrainian Kherson yes, right now are. and speaking about whatever we want. We don't care. There's no lights, no water. No one's checking your phones. No one. It's very sad that still uh, our country being, being looking towards Russia for some time after the collapse of USSR, so we are somehow behind because of that it's very sad we didn't look other direction like other countries towards civilization europe and the west well we're getting there now and i'm extremely proud of both of you of your husband of everyone because a lot of people a lot of people would not be so strong under these circumstances like in russia you know from me from us i could add like 
we we've been there we've seen what russian world is what russia is uh, what russians are we don't want to have anything of that we don't want to we have we want to have nothing to do with it we don't want russian world no more never again please god save us <laughs> nothing russian like especially when we confronted it and lived with it for nine months no way no i'll i'll avoid uh, everything russian for long i well, think <laughs> you guys are incredibly strong <laughs> proud of all of you Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for uh, agreeing to do this too. Спасибо за то, что согласились это сделать и поговорить. Yeah, again, thank you. Uh, Thanks to all of my friends from the countries that helped. It's very nice to we we want to bring out to speak to the world to 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 spread the information of what we went through. So we survived. Yeah, I'm proud <laughs> of myself, my friends, my family, everyone of Kherson, of Ukrainians. This pride is huge. And I, I'm proud I survived. We, we survived this eight month of yeah. silent terror, as we call it, or Konslager, we call it, the, the prison. Well, I'm proud of you guys, too. And again, thank you for uh, agreeing yeah. to have this conversation. Yes, uh, Kherson, uh, there were no votes for Russia. Like, <laughs> like no votes. Everything was I fake. I knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't want to be Russia. Cheers. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank I'm you sure so we'll much. be in touch. Thank you so right. much. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this, please click like, comment below, subscribe. Let us know that we have your support. It means the world to us. And we hope that more people can have their eyes open to what is actually happening in this country by talking to the people who are living through it. Thanks again, and have a great day.